The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. So happy to have you with us for yet another program here on The Shepherd. Afternoons with Mike, heard daily at this time. And it is great to have you along with us as we talk to people throughout the community, throughout the nation, really. And today we have some people right in Central Florida. They are longtime, a year of friends now. It's it's hard to believe it's been that long ago since I met. Uh, actually, I met Barry even before that. Uh, Barry and Shirley Draper. Now, you may remember it was one year ago this month that they brought to Central Florida an incredible musical that was done at a church building in the uh, Central Florida area, and it was called Amazing Grace the Musical. That's hard to believe. A year has passed already. Mm-hmm. But, it is uh, hard to believe. Yeah, it is really, really crazy. So first of all, to Barry and Shirley, welcome to our program. Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. It. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to be here and to be able to uh, express thanks to you uh, express thanks to your hmm. audience, Mike. I don't. I think I've told you this in, in the last week or so. Uh, as we polled our audience for Amazing Grace, we did two weekends. Did we do yes, two weekends? Yes, two weekends. Is that right? And uh, we polled our audiences yeah. going out, and um, we did a lot, uh, several different means of marketing for the musical, as you probably can realize. Um, of of all the people that we asked, where did you hear about? Uh, the musical so that you would buy your tickets for the musical. Uh, by and large, the, the the greatest response we got was the Shepherd Radio. Wow, so, that is so great. Uh, we are just so thankful to your audience, first of all, for listening to that and for taking a chance and buying a ticket and coming to see Amazing Grace the Musical. But we're also thankful very much to the Shepherd for uh, the, the ability to get the word out. Uh, we feel like it was a great ministry to the area gotten a lot of good ministry responses from uh, the show and just thank you. You know, well, you're certainly welcome. And we're so thrilled to have been a part of that. I got to go and I got to watch this thing. It was like an off Broadway type of presentation with outstanding talent. And it was not what would be, I would think it's fair to say typical local kind of entertainment. It was beyond that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had some really great singers, really great actors, the storyline, the production of it all, which I know is not an easy thing to pull off. When you're coming into a non-professional working theater stage, like what a church has, even great churches that are equipped, there are still some challenges that to make this thing look believable, to do special effects. You have to really work hard to pull that off, and you guys did it. Well, and you know, with a lot of help and with God's help, and again, as we're giving thanks, uh, express our thanks to First Baptist Church of Claremont yeah. for having uh, the uh, the faith in us to do, be able to do that on the level of excellence that you're talking about. Uh, they put some faith in us, and uh, we were able to do that there. And uh, we have other things coming up that we'll talk about later. But, uh, I mean, we were just so excited, and, and God actually pulled off uh, a miracle or two. Uh, that will, I think that's one of the things we're here to talk about. Absolutely, so, yeah. Be- because I saw you that night, and leading up to it, now we all know 
I don't know how much stress played into this with you, maybe nothing, but I know that when you're, as you guys were, point people for bringing in a major production like this, things can go crazy in the last month leading up to, and you know, you and I had talked, uh, all of us had talked, well, you even brought in one of the the main lead actors yes, for that uh-huh. thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a lot of anticipation and planning this thing. And then out of the blue, Barry, you are hit with not just one, but what, two strokes? Actually had three strokes. Three strokes. In ten, in a 10-day period. Oh, my word. And the first one was about four days before the uh, the, the opening night of the musical um that afternoon, I developed a really severe crick, and it's the best way I can describe it, pain in my shoulder and going up into my neck, and uh, began, began can you speak, <laughs> very dizzy uh, at yeah. that point. And I was thinking, well, maybe my blood pressure is high. And so I checked my blood pressure, and it was high, and I asked Shirley to go get my blood pressure medicine. And I, I took uh, one of those, and I felt better. Almost within 15 minutes or so, I was... I was feeling pretty good again. And that evening I was supposed to go and meet the tech crew at the church. We were actually hanging some special lighting for the musical. Sure. And I I'm too old to get up on ladders and scaffolding and that sort of thing. But, uh, one of us Shirley or myself had to be at the church. Anytime somebody was there regarding the musical, one of us had to be there. That was one of the conditions. And so I was there in a supervisory role and capacity. And, uh, while we were there that evening, uh, the crick returned and the pain returned in my shoulder and my neck. And I began to get vertigo. I've never had vertigo in my life, but I've heard it described. My wife has had that. And I I knew immediately that something was not right. And I told one of the, I told our tech chief, I had left my phone out in the lobby of the church. I said, Carson, go get my phone. I said, we need to call Shirley. I have something is not right. And by the time he got back with my phone, the room was completely spinning on me. And Shirley came and picked me up. And uh, after uh, persuading me that I didn't need to go find an urgent care, I needed to go to the emergency room. Uh, She took me to the emergency room. And after about an hour and a half, they determined I'd had a stroke, a cerebellar stroke. And, uh, you know, there are different ways that you can have a stroke. Mine was uh, you have carotid arteries in the front of your neck. You have vestibular arteries in the back of your neck. Uh, evidently, a piece of plaque had broken loose from the vestibular artery on the left side and had traveled up into my cerebellum and it had caused a stroke. Wow. And uh, cascading from that, in the next 10 days, I had two other strokes while the show was going on. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Now, I saw you at, uh, I, I think we were at opening night, I believe, if I'm not, if my memory serves me correct. Uh, and, and you, you were not yourself, you were still kind of weak and, and shaken a bit. And, and, and I, I was surprised you were there, but you were there. Well, Shirley, how many perform- performances did I actually miss? He missed one. That was it. Oh my word. Out of six. And these strokes happened during the weeks of the musical. So uh, the we, week leading up yeah, to the mm-hmm, musical, mm-hmm. yeah, wow. And the well, leading up to the musical was one and two, and then the next week after he got out of the hospital, he had another one. Wow! So we had to take him back, and so he missed of the second weekend. He missed that Friday. 
Wow. And that is only because my children came down. And they forced me to forced not go. him because <laughs> he'd just gotten out of the hospital. Yeah, right. And well, uh, this is no small thing. It's not like mm, just a typical crick right. in your neck or a headache. I mean, no, you're yeah. dealing no. with some really urgent things and yeah. needs. And I understand from the doctors that early early treatment of a stroke mm-hmm. brings about a lot better outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you did the right yeah. thing. Yeah, it was um, uh, it was very stressful, but you know, I, everybody in the musical just jumped in. Yeah, and because when you're a director of something that huge, you have to be there. You know, you're calling backstage, you're looking, and you're solving problems, or going to the orchestra. You know, you're going to the sound booth, and so you're very involved. When you direct it, it doesn't stop there. Because you then become backstage and make sure everybody's got what they want. And um, it was wonderful that the, the actors and stage manager and everyone just jumped in mm-hmm. and helped. And um, I had to be with him. And they just took over for me and just wow. made it what it is. It was I, I give a lot of glory to the Lord because when he... When we auditioned and we got these people, that was who God wanted. And with that, that he saw, foresaw what was going to happen. So we had the most wonderful people to step in for us. And you had a mix of cast from here as well as others like the lead guy that Mm -hmm. you flew in. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of of, uh, coordination it took to pull off this musical. Yes. That's really great. Yes. And God was good. You know, he was really good. And um, before we would go on stage, we would all gather and sing mm-hmm. praises to the Lord, give him glory and the yeah. honor. Uh, there were several people in the uh, cast that needed help and struggling and pe- people ministered to them uh, and helped. And it was just a glorious, glorious mm. thing. One of the local guys that you brought in was Donovan Peterkin. Yes. And I remember seeing him there that night. He's been on my show a number of times as well. Mm -hmm. New author now, written the book, and it's out. Uh Yeah, it's really great. So you brought in some top talent. Yeah. And it was great. I mean, I loved it. We took along a couple with us and from our church, and they thoroughly enjoyed it as well. Wonderful. Thank you. And everybody at the church. They were so welcoming mm-hmm. and so friendly, mm-hmm. and it, it was a great night. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think back, I have interviewed so many people, promoters of events, be concerts or special events like this. A lot of times when uh, you're doing something that big, the outcome can be quite not only disappointing, but devastating financially. Mm-hmm. And, and so you guys, did that work out all right for you? Uh, yes, the Lord provided. He provided, you know, if, you know, if God orders it, he'll provide it. Yeah, that's you know? wonderful. Our, and, our only regret, Mike, is that we didn't care. We didn't have enough faith to plan and carry it a third weekend because yeah. we still had people wanting tickets mm-hmm. after the show closed. Yeah, it was like sold out, right? And I mean, word yeah. of mouth began to spread. Yeah. And the last weekend was more sold out. I, I would say we were over 80% in mm-hmm. all the shows in the first weekend and over 90% with the last performance finally was a sellout. 
um, in the second weekend, and the word of mouth had begun to kind of stir that up. If we had had enough faith, I think, Shirley, yeah. to, but, you know, faith is finances, too. We, yeah, right. We, You're putting your money where your faith is. We, right? we <laughs> did the number of shows because, yeah. you know, uh, with Amazing Grace, it was, it was, by the way, a Broadway show. It actually opened on Broadway, right. ironically, the same week that Hamilton opened on Broadway. Of course, it didn't quite have the run that Hamilton had on yeah. Broadway. Right. But it was a Broadway show. And mm-hmm. when you when you bring a show like that uh, to your area, you have to pay rights and royalties. And it's not inexpensive to do that. Yeah, that's right. And then I, you have to, we did, it was professional. So we paid our actors. We had a 17-piece orchestra. And it was professional. All those orchestra oh, members were. The music was great. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's the the cool thing about what you did. I mean, even there, you had some again. What would be a, a gunfire on on the stage at one point, and all of that was so well done. Mm-hmm. And I've seen plays where those kinds of uh, acting tips or or little skits, uh, there was anything but professional. You guys were pro all the way. Well, I just believe that if you're going to do anything for God, you do it excellent. And we should not let the world have their time of excellence. When God gives that to us, Yeah, we need to be excellent. And uh, so that's what we do with our shows. And we could possibly have Amazing Grace every weekend if we had our own place because people were calling Six weeks afterwards, after they'd get it, they'd say, you got to go see this musical. And I think this is a great place to have it because when I was auditioning people, they were coming from New York, leaving. There's this mass exodus from New York, the people of Broadway. And I believe that we could have Broadway here. And we have the talent to do that type of Broadway. Mm -hmm. Well, the Mm -hmm. parks have employed very talented singers and actors for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I know that there are more than an average amount of a pool to choose from yes. that you would have here. And I think your daughter is one of those, right? Yes. My daughter um, originally started with the Finding Nemo show. Okay. She was um, squirt and then went on to do Cindy Lou Who. Oh, for wow. You, for Universal. Yeah, yeah for Universal. Yeah and uh help them open the harry potter thing and she sang with Mannheim steamroller because chip davis was the one that wrote the music for grinchmas for universal and so you know each year she'd come back for that so we wanted her to be a part of the show but they live in saint pete three kids so did she work with shalisa and jeremy sure yeah oh Um, yeah we love them yeah and I just want to ask everybody to pray for Shalisa because she's going through a yeah. difficult time. Right. Physical right thing. Physical right. thing, yes. I just want to lift up her prayers. Her and her husband have been yeah. wonderful. We've worked with them on other things. And that's the thing about the Citrus Alliance is we want to partner with people. And when you partner with people, you're bringing people in that otherwise wouldn't get a chance or Sometimes the lonely, only, yeah, only lonely, you don't want them to be that way. But together, if you bring a group together, that you could do more. Mm-hmm. And so we're always looking for partners to do um, more more productions. And we really want to build our own place because we believe that we could do year-round shows like this that would appeal to the family 
and uh, you know this being a place that that families come so that we could do more shows. Now, the name of the organization that you own is Citrus Alliance for the Arts. And, you know, all of us have heard for years how that some school boards and governments, uh, the kind of uh, money-cutting steps that they take often affects the arts Mm -hmm. in in a school. And the first program to be thrown out might be the arts program. And that's really sad because so much of the development of a person, much beyond just the the learning of math and English, et cetera, the arts carry this amazing impact mm-hmm. on our kids, don't they? Yes, absolutely. Um, it, it did on us when we were growing up. And our goal is to have an after-school program teaching voice and instrumental and um, that was one of the wonderful things that came out of Amazing Grace. Our professional musicians and actors came to me and said, we would love to teach. We would love to be a part of Citrus Alliance and do oh, that. That's great. So we're trying to start an after-school program, do some camps, um, and also do some major productions through that. So. Well, I wish you the best on that endeavor. And I know that you guys, we're going to be talking in our next segment about some events that are coming up Mm -hmm. and that are uh, right on the calendar for us here in this area. And that's pretty great. Uh, But this is is really neat. And how can people find out about Citrus Alliance for the Arts? Uh, They can go to our website, citrusallianceforthearts.com. Find out about future events. Mm-hmm. Do uh, can people who are interested? Maybe some of our listeners have uh, grandchildren or oh. our sons or daughters that are, are really desirous to get involved in Absolutely. acting. They can contact you for that. Yes, we're going to be teaching everything in front of the stage and behind the stage. Oh, tech you know, people as tech well. Tech people as well. Yeah. Uh, our son, uh, who works for Andy Stanley, does all the video and film for him. He started off that way. And uh, he started because when he was, what, 11, w- when we were doing shows, he was he was doing the sound and all the technical stuff. You guys trained him early on. Yeah, and yeah. they can be trained early on to do that. I agree completely. Yes, yes. My guests today, Barry and Shirley Draper from Citrus Alliance for the Arts. We'll be back with them in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Back again now for our next segment with my guests today. This is Barry and Shirley Draper, and they are with the Citrus Alliance for the Arts. We've heard the story. Barry's doing a lot better uh, a year ago, stricken with three strokes all within the week's time of when they were having this incredible production, Amazing Grace the Musical. And I think about just the enemy, you know, how the, uh, we, we know that there's a real enemy who would love to wipe you guys out. And you're doing this, trying to help people with the arts, 
but not just with the arts, with the arts for the glory of God. True that. That's right. And I think that has to be added on because I first met you guys at the local chamber, the Christian chamber. Mm -hmm. And so you guys are doing something that a lot of, there are a lot of arts outlets in Orlando, but not a lot of them are going to be aiming people to God the way you guys are. So I know the enemy would have loved to have quelled you permanently, my man. I mean, that, that was his, I'm sure, his aim. I am so aware, and I need, to, I need to just brag on God for a second, because I am very, very aware that having come through that, my outcome could have been so much worse. Yeah. And um, I tell people I'm still speaking as incoherently as I ever have, <laughs> um, but I literally could not be here, and I'm aware of that. And it's yeah. also interesting, yeah. uh, I have come out of the experience with an understanding of the thorn in the flesh that Paul talks about in the, in the scriptures that is kind of puzzling. The only residual mic that I have from the three strokes is a visual impairment. And um, it's in, it's not in my eye. The ophthalmologist says that my eyes are perfectly good. In fact, they couldn't be healthier for a guy my age, which is good to know. But the brain damage, I'm Dane Bramage. Yes, that's Dane right. Um, the, the optical nerve was damaged. Yeah. And yeah. Mike, as I'm looking at your face, your right eye just kind of disappears on me. So I have uh, a visual impairment that I have just a little small, Blind, right. blind spot right yeah. right in the center right. of my wow. vision. And uh, it's a thorn in the flesh. It's aggravating, especially when I'm trying to read or if I'm trying to sight read yeah. music and that sort of thing. Um, but it's a thorn in the flesh, but it always is. A, it serves as a reminder. Every time I get frustrated with it, my mind goes back to what I went through and how God brought me through. Yeah. And it is so humbling because yeah. I, know where, I know I could be in heaven, which would be okay. I'm not opposed to that. But my family is certainly glad I'm here, and I'm glad that I'm here for them. Oh, and, we're glad um, you're here. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. when I, I hear you, and you are exactly right, it's it's easy to kind of just suddenly lose focus on the big picture because we've got issues. And most everyone has something going on in their, their life that they would like it to be different. But when we compare what we're going through to what some people are going through, then it does pale in comparison. And that's what I'm hearing you say now. What you're suffering, that's no small thing. I mean, that's that's a big deal. I get it. I'm not acting like that's a headache that you just have to wake up with every morning. You know, some people ask me, do you think it's ever going to get better? And I said, well, I'll tell you what Jesus said. Jesus told me, well, just love, rub a little dirt on that. It'll be just fine. <laughs> that's right. You <laughs> could take that and uh, maybe that will work. Hey, yeah. that's it. So uh, all of us... We can be encouraged by Barry's story, and I love your outlook. And I think that is the most important thing that we can walk away from today is say that no matter what we go, whether it's calamity or blessing, God is still on the throne, and his plans for you are still the same. And uh, yeah, you may have a thorn in the flesh, as did Paul, but he went on and ministered in spite of that thorn. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And that's what we have to do. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys, we've talked about this. You're still involved. I mean, it wasn't a one-and-done thing. Right. Amazing Grace, the musical, is over, but Citrus Alliance for the Arts, not so. Mm -hmm. So tell us what's going on right now, Shirley. Uh, right now, we are producing uh, The Last Adam, which uh, was written by George Livings, 
and uh, you may be familiar with his work as he worked with First Baptist Church of Orlando uh, doing the music for the Christmas trees. Oh, my goodness, yes. Last 10 years. He'd be well known there. Yes. And uh, also, he was known for doing a lot of the music at the Holy Land before it closed. The Holy so, Land, uh, ex- kind of like this, yes. the theme park. The Holy yeah. Land park. experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he is, the music that he has written for this is every bit as good as Amazing Grace, if not better. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tell us about his background. How did he get to do this? Oh, okay. So, um, you know, he moved to New York. He left He left Orlando. I think the, uh, you know, the Christmas trees have not been around for a couple of years now. I think they've stopped doing those. And he and his wife actually moved to New York. And George has been writing musicals for a long time. In particular, uh, he, he's written a lot of children's, children's musicals. In fact, we're planning on using those mm-hmm. as time goes by through, uh, through our programs at Citrus Alliance. But... Um, he, you know, compiling the things that he had done at the Holy Land experience and the things he had done uh, from uh, First Baptist Orlando over the years, and then bringing in fresh new things, he's written this musical, The Last Adam, while he's living in New York. His goal is to actually take that show to Broadway. Now, imagine that. Just that would be amazing. So, yeah. and and you know what? I'm going to tell you, it's. It's good enough. It's there. It's good. Enough. It's that quality. Yeah. Okay. And if you can think of the TV show, The Chosen, that we've all become very familiar with, and mm-hmm. how uh, Dallas Jenkins is using that medium of television to get the gospel message to people who would, you know, just happen to run across it on their TV screens, as opposed to going to church to hear the gospel or yeah. whatever. And I'm, I'm not slamming the church. That's the church is what the church is, but. We have to recapture the, the, the mountains that have been taken away. And, and the arts is one of those mountains. Mm-hmm. And so you see Dallas Jenkins doing that with The Chosen. Here's, a, here's an opportunity, and I think George has hit on it, to retake Broadway, you know, to take that median and to, to do a production um, and, and to do something where somebody would go and, and watch that they wouldn't necessarily come to church on a Sunday, but they might go see a musical mm-hmm. on the life of Christ mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. He, um, he, the children's musicals that he's written, uh, First Baptist Churches uses that for their children's camps and the way that he's done it. And um, I hope to work with him on creating some more musicals and things for children and some ideas that we've had that we've kicked around. And so we're very excited about that. Now there's some event again, the last Adam is it's actually going to be presented in this area, right? That's right. Uh, the first sh- uh, show here locally is going to be at first Baptist church of Orlando. And the dates for that presentation are February the 22nd and 23rd. Tickets are available for that, by the way, at lastadammusical.com. That's lastadammusical.com. Now, if you can't make that first weekend, uh, there are going to be subsequent shows at different churches in the area. The next presentation would be February 29th and March 1st, and that's going to be at the Church of the Cross in Winter Garden. And again, same website to get tickets for that. You'll be able to see that. Just click on the Tickets button. And then finally at Life Point Church in Eustis on March 
the 2nd and March the 3rd. And I do believe there's also another uh, performance that goes out of town for a few weeks and then it comes back again uh, at Northland Church all the way out uh, to May 9th and May 10th. Oh, so there's the big span of time there. And there is also, uh, I happen to know this because I'm married to the producer, um, <laughs> there is a show that is not yet set in stone back in the area in Claremont at the Claremont Performing Arts Center. And uh, can I go ahead and give those dates, even yeah. though it's not available for ticketing yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, those dates are March the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. So it's going to be there, and and you can't buy tickets for it yet, but it is going to be there. Well, the contracts aren't signed yet. Okay, yeah. um, More than likely, it'll be there. I'd say there's a 90% chance of that happening. All right, very good. Did you say March? Did I say March? If I did, it was wrong. It was May the 3rd and 4th and 5th. Yep, I think that's right. You did say March, so it's May, not May. May 3rd, 4th, and 5th, all right, of this year. Mm -hmm. And that will be uh, more local then than some of the places where they're yes. going to be. Like I used this, not that far away, but boy, when you can see it right here in our own backyard, mm-hmm. that is great. And obviously it all kicks off at FBO, First Baptist Orlando. And uh, the, what a great stage they have there for presentations like this. That's going to be really, really great. And we wish George the best. And I understand you've arranged for him to come up here. Yes. That's right. Yeah, he's going to sp- right. spend, uh, I believe he's bringing um, his casting director, Darla Hayward. Oh, right. And, uh, hopefully um, at some point, maybe another cast member or two. That'd as be well, great. Well, closer to it. I look forward to hosting them up here and uh, hearing George's story. You know, it's funny, isn't it? How God allows us to go through different things. COVID I remember, Shirley, it seems like I met you at the chamber just before the lockdown happened mm-hmm. with COVID. Yes. And you had these dreams and this vision right. for Citrus Alliance. And it's just like that COVID bug hit. That's and boy, right. that that knocked a lot of things right yes. out the window, like live music. I know mm-hmm. all but ended during that time frame, even national music. Yes, it did. It hit the arts very hard. It really did. But what is so great is that it was God's timing because I wouldn't have had the people that I had uh, had that not happen. So I just praise the Lord that, you know, he knows what he's doing. We see through the glass dimly, you know. Yeah, right. Sounds a little bit like Romans 8, 28. Yes. He works yeah. all things all for things. our good. That's somehow, right. right. That's right. It sounds a lot like that. And another thing is when you do something like that, that you can co-partner like we are with another one. Um, the man who's playing uh, Jesus was our John Newton. Mm-hmm. So he, and he was on this show yes. with you. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting because it's a small community. And when we get to know each other and we were wanting to cast, you know, you hold a, a ca- an audition, but you want to know what's out there. And so it was nice. That's how we connected. So Now that young man that was the John Newton character, mm-hmm. as I recall, he's from St. Louis, yes. right? That is is he still K- there? Kansas City. Kansas City. Oh, it's Kansas City. Yeah. Kansas City. Oh, wrong part of Missouri. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's where he's from, and he's still coming from there. That's right. Yes. All right. Wow. That is so great to have him back. He did such a phenomenal mm-hmm. job in that role. He was fantastic, yeah. and he's doing a great job. 
playing Jesus. And he's a big guy too. Yes. And it looks, it looks like he could have been a pro football that's player. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun to meet George and to get to know him and to see what's, what's happening. What will your role be for this upcoming event? Um, well, what we're doing is we're producing, so we're out raising the money <laughs> so that he can, we can meet that goal and help him reach his goal. I think a lot of people don't realize the amount of uh, team members that a production like this need. Because when you've written something like what George has written, Mm -hmm. it's bigger than just producing and getting actors to play and Mm -hmm. singers to sing. Uh, It's much bigger than that, right? It is. Yes. Could I I give some information regarding that, by the way? yeah. So, you know, if you're sitting out there and you're listening to this, you might be thinking, well, how can God lead me to help? You know, how can, how can God, how can I get involved with this? So, of course, the obvious way is to buy a ticket, right? But beyond that, go buy a ticket for somebody else. You know, when we went to see a, a Christian movie this summer, they ended the movie with a, with a QR code, and they said, now pay it forward, take a picture of this QR co- code, and if you enjoyed the movie, buy a ticket for somebody else. Right, so send them to that's the right. ticket. That's right. right. So that's the first thing I'm going to say is just don't buy just a ticket for yourself. Buy a ticket for someone else. Even if you don't go with them, buy it for them and send it to them. So that's that's the way you can support something like this. The other thing I'm going to say is we're still looking for venues and support. So if you're a pastor and you have a church that has a large stage and a large seating capacity, um, get in touch with us. We You might be able to have this presentation at your church. Uh, if you're a church member or if you're a business owner, uh, there are ways that you can donate through directly through Citrus Alliance. Citrus Alliance for the Arts is a 501c3 charitable arts organization, and you can donate right there. Every dollar that's donated through Citrus Alliance for the Arts uh, for the next couple of months is going directly to the production of uh, the last Adam musical. So wow. you can... And not only that, we learned that if you wanted to like give money to this is for the building or this is for the music uh, microphones or something that's physical, there's another level of a tax break that you get. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful for businesses to know that how they can get a tax break giving to a nonprofit is us. Yeah, because they're going to be spending that money either to yes. Uncle Sam or they can give it to a cause like this That's that promotes right. arts and mm-hmm. gets the word out there. If, it, if you're a, a Christian believer that uh, you want to see how you can make a difference, this is one way. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's really great. My guests today are Barry and Shirley. Now we've got just a few minutes before we have to take another break. You know, this going back to all of what you learned, when you think about doing a production on one of these church stages that are not maybe meant or built for this kind of production, what kind of things, you mentioned hanging lights earlier. What were some of the things when you did your production last year? What were some of the modifications that you had to make? Me? Okay. So I know one thing that we had to do was we had a huge, um, was it Muslim or canvas mm-hmm. uh, backdrop. So we had to change the, the back, the, the, the view that you're seeing from the audience. So you're in a Baptist church, you're not looking at a baptistry and, and the typical ornate uh, walls on the backside of the church. 
we had to cover all that and make it look like a proscenium or uh, like, like, a, with a, a, psych. like, a, like yeah. a stage. Uh-huh. Right? We had to make it look like a stage. Um, we were very fortunate with First Baptist Claremont, Claremont that uh, they had the sound, the audio capacity in their boards and in their uh, amplifiers, but we did need to add some microphones. We needed to add probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 uh, oh, yeah. wire, wireless yeah. microphones. Yeah. Most churches do not have that capacity. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the other thing uh, related is related to the orchestra. Yes. Uh, we had to outfit that orchestra. We had to mic that orchestra. So there were, there were audio challenges uh, with making sure that sound was not only um, able to be produced, but it was able to be mixed well. Um, into the sound of the of the program. So, was their console big enough without having to bring in submixes? Um, so it was modern enough, and there was an additional console that was used. Uh, to but, make a submix, yeah. That's right. But mm-hmm. the, the initial console has multiple levels. That you can use the same channel faders over, yeah. you know, over and over again. That's so, really, really great. These yep. uh, churches have gone to digital mixers, and That's those right. are really Im- very important for this. Right. You can memorize scenes, change all of the setting, and then on in real time, push a button, and the next scene will will load. How about that? I mean, that's pretty good tech. The same the same was true with the lighting. The capacity that they had with the dimmers and with that they were, they were running a Hog Four system very state-of-the-art system. In fact, it was almost too state-of-the-art for us. But we did have to have to add extra lighting instruments mm-hmm. to be able to light the show properly right. instead of just using the church lights where they light their services. Well, that's really right. good stuff and yeah. fun and it covers all of those things. Not just the music, not just the acting, but there's all of the staging and all of that that is so important too. Barry and Shirley Draper, my guests, we'll be back with them in just a moment. Join host Mike Gilland for The Shepherd at Work every Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. You will be introduced to a marketplace leader that will help you learn to walk out your faith wherever you live and work. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the Central Florida Christian Chamber, building kingdom, business, and community throughout our area. That's The Shepherd at Work this Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. Back again with Barry and Shirley Draper. They are the owners and founders of Citrus Alliance for the Arts. And we've had such a a delightful chat already with them and finding out about how they're doing, uh, how this wonderful initial musical that they were finally able to bring through in spite of COVID, in spite of some of the other challenges, in spite of Barry having three strokes inside a week of the production date last year, and thankfully, he's still with us here today. God has touched you guys, and it's so wonderful for me to to know you and to see a couple like what you are, uh, really kind of mixing in your talents with what your dream and vision is, and bringing all of that to happen to pass. I mean, it doesn't just happen. It takes people with a vision. It takes people with initiative, and you guys have provided that. And we've learned about George. George is going to be coming up on my show uh, soon. And how did you guys make that initial contact with him? Uh, Well, we have a friend named Joan Turpin that um, does the children's program at... I'm not sure where she's located well, yet. Well, she works a lot with children yeah. and children's mm-hmm. business, and that's kind of her dream yeah. vision is to work with children. Yes. She, she, I think she had made several 
trips to New York. Yes. And mm-hmm. she knew George from First Baptist Orlando yes. here and uh, with, with his children's programs. That's how right. she got to know mm-hmm. him. So she, uh, you know, George was looking for someone that was connected in the uh, community. And uh, Joan had come and seen our show. And she said, well, you need to talk to Barry and Shirley and um, see it, what connections they had. And so he called mm-hmm. me one day and uh, started talking about where he could have a place to do it in Claremont and that. And so we just started helping him. He says, well, how about, you know, doing it here in Claremont? Let's see what we can do here. And it just started from there. And um, so that's when the friendship started. And we knew a lot of people, uh, the same people. And uh, a lot of times when you're auditioning, there are face groups that you can join. There are, you know, Facebook's professionally that you can join, that you can put what you're needing on there. Mm-hmm, and a, right. lot of, a lot of people in Orlando look at that. and uh, Almost like an affinity group. Yes. Only it's that kind of a, you know, we're interested in the arts and they have mm-hmm. a Facebook group that mm-hmm. you can join. And yes. there's a lot of people there. That's yeah. great. And you do that. Plus you call up people and say, hey, do you know of anyone? And again, you know, my daughter worked at Disney. She had contacts as well. Um, she had a friend that uh, was in her wedding. She's a very good friend of hers. And uh, she suggested Tyler. And so that's when we auditioned Tyler. But there was that thing, you know, being out of state. Kansas was, City Kansas versus City. Orlando, yeah. But he worked it out and, you know, worked really hard. And uh, that worked out great. So when George called us and they were looking for people, that's when we gave him the name of Tyler. Uh, we know he lives out of state, but, you know, you might want to audition him and listen to him sing. And the role that he landed was no small role. Oh, that's right, it was Jesus. That was the main <laughs> yeah. role. Wow. Yeah. What, uh, a, what a role to fill right yes, there. Yes. Wow. But Tyler does a good job. You can always, you yeah. know, depend on him to know his lines, know where he's supposed to be. Know his music. Knows his music. He yeah. always, the first thing, he, he's always knowing music. It helps other people. Mm-hmm. And one <laughs> so of the more great. affable people I've ever yes. met in my life. He's mm-hmm. so easy to get along mm-hmm. with. Very Man. much so. Yeah. And uh, then they were looking for someone to play Mary. And so I thought of Ashley's good friend. Her name is Gina. Well, and, you thought of Ashley, too. Yeah, I thought of my daughter, <laughs> Ashley, because yeah. she was in the, the range for it. And um, she says, how about Gina? <laughs> Ashley's like, I have three kids yeah. I'm raising. I can't, I can't go off and be doing all these shows. Yeah. So we um, so we found out that, of course, Dar- Darla used to do the uh, auditionings and things for or, um Disney, Disney, and Universal. Oh, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. yeah, she's done a lot of stuff. So she knew her too. She knew my daughter. She knew Gina, and she says, "Oh yes, Gina would be perfect for that." Mm-hmm. So that's how Gina got into the production, as you'll find out when you see that. So. That's so great. Now we were talking in the break about how one goes about putting together a cast like this, Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking that that must be like one of the more difficult aspects. Uh, Once you get the cast in play, and if you got the right people in the cast, then you can start making magic happen with them. But boy, that whole thing of pulling together, Mm -hmm. that's got to be 
a difficult thing. And, uh, and you've given us a few clues. You use word of mouth, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And are there other pools where you've pulled some actors from maybe that wouldn't have been just word of mouth? Uh, well, we got in contact with a lot of Christian schools because some of our parts could be played by, you know, 18 year olds uh, and soldiers and different things. And it was really great because the ones that came were just fabulous. And then if we needed another character, they'd go, hey, I just did this show with someone. How about this? Uh, we had Torlef Borstein, which is with the um orlando opera mm. and um he was very helpful he knocked it out of the park too yes. he, he was yes. I, I believe our show correct me if i'm wrong shirley i believe amazing grace was the first musical theater show yes. that he had done coming out of the you know he has a lot of opera experience but he knocked it out of the park yeah he that did. role he played captain newton which was john newton's father right and mm-hmm. just did a, a magnificent job acting yes, and did. singing So who put the music for that one together? Who directed the the orchestra? Okay, we had that's a great story. Actually, Um, we when we first saw Amazing Grace the musical, we saw it in Washington D.C. at the National Museum for the Bible, and it was closing there. So the show opened on Broadway, did a national tour for about six months, and then opened at the uh, Pureflex Theater there at the National Museum Mm -hmm. for the Bible. And that's where we saw the show. Mm-hmm. We saw their very last performance, and Shirley had enough gumption since knowing it was the last performance to be able to go to the producers that were there since it was the last performance. All of their people were there and present. And she went and said, hey, I have got Citrus Alliance for the Arts in Orlando. Can I bring this show to Orlando? And they gave her the information. Of course, they needed to check her out and check us out okay sure but they had not yet gone to the um extent of knowing how much they were going to charge for rental and all that stuff but you know the bible says you have not because you ask not and surely had the gumption to go up there and ask those people hey can i bring this show to orlando and that's kind of how that happened and i chased a rabbit and i forgot your question well (laughs) and then um then also uh, we were just going to use tracks. That's right. Because yeah, we thought orchestra. Yeah. about orchestra, we was like, oh, I don't even know how. Barry, do you know how to do an well, orchestra? <laughs> yeah, and at the National Museum, they used tracks at that show. They didn't oh, use, they did. They, they didn't, didn't use, have an orchestra there. They didn't there. use the orchestra. Mm-hmm. So knowing the answer to her, the question Shirley just asked, if we could have an orchestra, a live orchestra, to me, it would just be the icing on the cake. And I, I made several contacts with people that gave me names in the Orlando yeah. area, and nobody wanted to take on the project. And we were relatively new at First Baptist Church Claremont, and I, I had joined their choir, and I was walking up the steps to one Sunday morning to the choir, and there was this lady sitting there in a chair, and she had a bass guitar. And I said, this is interesting. I need to meet her. <laughs> God just spoke that to me. And after the service, I went and talked to her. And I discovered her name is Vicki Peterson, and her resume just happens to be that she's the former uh, assistant orchestra director at First Baptist Church Orlando. That's wow. all. And she's sitting there playing the bass for our service. Wow. And uh, I began talking with her. She knows everybody in Orlando who is anybody that plays an instrument. Isn't it's that amazing. Something? And so Vicki became our orchestra director. We hired her, and she put together that orchestra just by the, by her contacts wow. and the people she knows. And 
Mike, I'm going to tell you that was a pit orchestra that Dr. Phillips would have been jealous. Oh, it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you talked about this earlier when you talked about miking all of those instruments. Getting an orchestra to be even in a production like that where you've got loudspeakers. Now, if it's all done acoustically, Mm -hmm. then that's a lot easier. And I used to play saxophone Mm -hmm. in an orchestra when growing up and in high school. And we would never mic our instruments because... It was all just acoustic. But when you start mixing in loudspeakers and you've got voice, then it then you find out some of your softer instruments, they have to be mic'd. They have to be heard. Yep. They have to be heard. It's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes then all the more. You've got to have somebody, when they're playing an instrument on microphone, it's got to be right. Yep. And <laughs> it's got to be right. So, and, you know, the, the end of that story is Vicky has a daughter who is one of the the head um, audio technicians at Disney. And she brought Tori in to to do our, of course, we had a fabulous sound guy already there at the uh, church uh, by the name of Tony Wold. And Tony and Cor- Cor- Tori worked together mm-hmm. just beautifully. And um, we just had the best of the best. And God did that. Yeah. It wasn't anything yeah. we did. God just led us from person to person and put the pieces of the puzzle together. And because of that, when the show was over, every one of them came to Vicky and said, we want to do this again. Whatever y'all do, we will do because we loved the atmosphere. We loved yeah. working with these yeah. people. And if you, we ever have a chance, we would like to do that. So. Well, that speaks to the success of all your mm-hmm. efforts in spite of some of the attacks on you, Barry, with the mm-hmm. physical stuff. But the bottom line of that whole effort was that it was a smash. It was successful, mm-hmm. even sold out in the last performance, and people are wanting more. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that old adage that success is leaving them wanting more. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what you did. Well, this is really fascinating to get an inside look on how productions like this come together. And it's so good to know that more things are on the agenda, the docket for the future for Citrus Alliance for the Arts. Mm -hmm. You guys got capital now in the area. Mm -hmm. You've got all these people that worked with you on that project wanting to be on the next one. So that's really great. And in the meantime, you're helping George out Mm -hmm. on this uh, new production that's coming here later this month. So give us the details on that again, if you will. Okay, so again, the first chance that you're going to be able to see that presentation will be at First Baptist Church, Orlando, uh, February the 22nd and 23rd. Well, mm-hmm. I got those dates without looking That's at fine. it at that time. And uh, you need to go to lastadammusical.com to get those tickets. Mm-hmm. And then the website for your organization. CitrusAllianceForTheArts.com. Oh, I just stole your thunder. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's okay. okay. That's, that's okay. all right. No, that's fine. <laughs> CitrusAllianceForTheArts.com. And again, you're looking for people. You're looking for people who could donate yes. and help you guys do what you do. Again, right. the bigger picture of all of this is helping not only the arts, but helping the arts present the glory of God. And Absolutely. And to have, um, you know, your children protected in a protected area and, you know, doing family friendly shows. That's wonderful. I can't wait to the next one and hope I get to see this one with George and looking forward to meeting him. Thanks for making that happen. Yeah. 
Yes. That's going to be a, a, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be it's great. Be great. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Barry and Shirley Draper, Citrus Alliance for the Arts. Uh, check them out and you'll be glad you did. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. <laughs> 